The motherish family is in celebration mode. Karen's baby, Victoria, is turning two. And as his big birthday milestone approaches, Karen and her husband, Juan, who will be joining us today, take a look back at these two years and how their lives change. We dig into how having a baby changed their relationship and all the new learnings along the way. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. So welcome everyone to Motherish Moments. We are so excited to have Juan join us today. Yes, we have a comedian in our our episode today. (laughs) It's by popular demand, by the way. Oh yeah, all the fans love him. I don't know. Thank you. I can't believe this. I'm back. You guys actually called me back. (laughs) You got a call back. So today we are, number one, celebrating Victoria's birthday. I can't believe it. I know. Congratulations, guys. You have a two-year-old. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, but it's, you know, it's a lot to process. So before we dig into today's episode and about how Victoria's uh, birth also changed your relationship and how you guys adapted to that, we're going to share our motherish moment of the week. Perfect. Do you have yours? Um, I do. So Ford is cruising now. So he loves to just be kind of walking, holding on to everything. And I just like to have him always with me and kind of around me. So he had his first little accident. Oh, He opened a drawer and he like slammed his little finger. And I don't know why. I got got so upset at myself thinking like I should have known better, right? But I guess I didn't realize how quickly they learn and they pick up on these little things. And I'm still like fighting the whole baby proving the house. Well, you've been to my house. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm refusing turning my living room into a playroom. I am refusing locking things up. Tell I'm, me I'm, more. Tell me more. I, no, the other day my mom was like, hey, you need to buy the staircase, like a gate for it. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm going to teach him that he's going to know better. Okay. Right? And then today, before I went to drop him off, I literally blinked. I turned around. He was like halfway through the yeah. stairs. Up. Yeah. But then I was like, I was a little proud because I'm like, oh my God, look at him. He's going up the stairs. But then I was like, this could be dangerous. <laughs> so my moment this week was realizing how I may have to be a little bit more giving into this whole baby proofing of the house because yeah. he's, he's well, pretty Well, whenever you're now. ready, you just let me know. But there are these really great magnet cabinet door lock things or whatever so he doesn't smush his fingers and it's so funny because um, there's also see them, he so. also loves cords right like any oh, cables God. or the cords and for like a week i quit telling him no you know like teaching him not to touch the cord mm-hmm. without saying no because i don't want to do the no no too often and at one point he kind of just got bored and stopped so I, I thought i had taught him something and then the <laughs> next day my mom was like hey you should put that away he's gonna get tangled with the cord i'm like no 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 he knows and then like 20 minutes later, I come back and he's like tangled with the cord and she's looking at me like, oh, really? He knows. He knows. He's 11 months and he knows, right? I'm like one I year know. ahead of you. And when <laughs> I say no, it's more like, yes, it's an invitation for Victoria to continue doing that. So there's a long... I can relate to the moment. Hi, Juan. Welcome. <laughs> so You're not allowed to talk yet. Oh. No. Yes, you are. You are. You are. Of course you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys bring me here and then you don't let me talk. <laughs> 
I was gonna say that I can relate to when she was saying that she Miles sees Ford up, up the stairs and she's like, you know, that's bad. But at the same time, there's a part of you that's like, yeah. Because <laughs> Victoria now has the ability to climb up on chairs and tables. Like she climbs up the on the coffee table all the time in the living room. And obviously you're like, no, don't do that because you almost picture them already falling. But there is that one nanosecond where you're like, oh my God, you beast. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Making daddy proud. It's like, okay, no, no, get down, get down. <laughs> I know. So I felt today too. I'm like, wow, you're halfway through the stairs all by yourself. And then I'm like, okay, but he may fall. So yeah, I'm going to make my mother's moment about the grown-ups in the house. So we have decided to make date night an official thing every two weeks, which I think has taken us two years. And also obviously the pandemic made everything complicated, but I think it's taken us two years to get to this place where now we're like, okay, we're going to do date night every two weeks because you were doing it once a month. No, it was, I don't know. It was like rolling a dice. It was just like, maybe we should go on a date night. So now we're going to go on date nights every two weeks and we've been going and it's been great. That is my motherish moment because this mama also needs to be able to have a very, date night. Very aligned with today's episode, if yes. I may say so. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I'm all about the, you know, cohesiveness of everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Remember, you can go back, listen to any past episode, and write us a review. We are motherish, M-O-T-H-E-R-I-S-H, on Instagram. Or check us out at motherishmoments.com. Okay, so today we can talk about Victoria about actually I think her last year I think the difference between when you even when you share videos and pictures of Victoria as a one-year-old and now that I see her as a two-year-old she's like she's a different human being I know she was very round all about like her hair everything she was just like a little circle and now she is not that I will say there are certain things about her personality that are the same except more exasperated is that I would say magnified Ah, that's a great word yeah Yeah, magnified I like that so like a year ago she was already kind of funny and like wanting to like get your attention and make you laugh or whatever and now one year later it's like that has been magnified to this whole other level that is just so much fun and and amazing so it's almost like as they grow certain things will get bigger and eventually probably a little bit annoying does it really get easier the parenting part of it easier or just different different (laughs) nothing gets easier hi i'm juan and i'm here to tell you that as a first time dad the challenge changes yeah but the challenge is always there i'm gonna can i just dive right in here what is a challenge from year one to year two that changed for you I mean, I don't know. So what I meant is that with the development of her personality, you have to pay attention to different things now. Uh, And she might no longer be doing some things that you didn't want her to do when she was one or whatever. I'm looking at this right now off the top of my head. I'm I'm spitballing here, guys. Uh, (laughs) From a things you shouldn't do perspective of parenting, Mm -hmm. but that's not always the case. I have a very hard time with... uh, What's the one thing that she did that she doesn't? Like, no, 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 no. I have a hard time with those questions. But, but I'm saying so I'm for you, for, like, for an example. is it easier now for you to stay alone with her, for example? Not necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's... I'm more used to it now, so I'm not as scared of it as I was at the beginning. But before she was... I mean, I've stayed alone with her before where she wasn't walking. She wasn't doing so many things. There was a challenge, but it was a different challenge. Now you have... It requires way more of you. You have to keep her entertained. You have to chase her 
you have to take her places because she can only run around the house for so long yeah, that long being five minutes maybe. <laughs> she sleeps less so like yeah. during the day you know so it's you get one nap and unless she fights it whenever i'm gonna be alone with her i'm just like maybe this is very much a dad thing not a mom thing at least for me uh, i don't really have a plan i just know that i'll deal with the challenge when i'm when i'm faced with it and so I don't know what she's going to bring. I don't know if she's going to want to go outside. I don't know if she's going to want to... And she has a strong personality, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of questions at the beginning about uh, our suggestions that we should discuss how baby affects the marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's why you guys are here today also. <laughs> yeah. I always like to put it in perspective and get a little history behind it. When you guys were dating, when you guys were engaged already, did you guys always talk about babies? Was that always the plan? I knew that I wanted to be a parent for, the, for most of the time, but I think Juan's perspective was a little bit different on that, a little bit more go with the flow. Completely. I never knew if I wanted to have kids, but I always say this. Anytime you say that, it sounds like you don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And that's totally not what I just said. What I said was, I didn't know if I wanted to have kids. At one point, I mean, a couple of years back, my therapist asked me, do you want to have kids? And I thought about it and I was like, I don't know. But I really don't mean that I I don't want a kid. I never in my life, when I thought about the future and how I see myself or things I want from life, me holding a baby was never an image that came to my head. So other things came to my mind, but it was never like me in a fatherly position. Now, honestly, I feel that this is the type of thing that you don't know if you want until you have them yeah, right we and, about them. and we've yeah. talked about it so like i can't say if i like or dislike broccoli until i have tried broccoli kind of thing. <laughs> and he dislikes no. Uh, but no, now i like broccoli after 40 years but i just didn't really know and then i said to me it's something that if it comes i will welcome it with open arms and take obviously full responsibility but if it doesn't i don't necessarily think that i will be unhappy So I think I was comfortable with either one. But again, I say this with like speaking very slowly, whatever, because anytime anybody asks, do you want kids? And the answer is anything other than a straight yes. People are like, oh, this guy doesn't want kids. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I had a hard time processing that sort of response from him for years because I didn't understand how it wasn't like yes or no. But of course, over the years of continuing to getting to know him, is where I realized that is the perfect answer also for him and the way that he approaches life, which is without necessarily too much of like planning or or predicting or anything. It's because I'm a Sagittarius. Because he's a Sagittarius. No, <laughs> I think that has to do with it. But I think it's also just a much lighter and freer way to live, to be honest. And sometimes I think... I like to plan everything and right. I foresee a lot of everything and whatever. And then I'm like, that's exhausting. And then I'm like, he's so much lighter. She and struggles with that. Yeah. Constantly. Where were you guys in your marriage? How will you describe your relationship when you guys did become parents? When that moment came? When we found out that I was pregnant, we were in a stance where I said I did not want to get pregnant, which was a lie. Because um, at that point, you were, you had been trying. Yeah, so yeah. we had been trying for a while. And then I was like, I don't want to get pregnant. I want to focus on my career. Let's move to L.A. La-di-da. Oh, my and God. You remember? About that. Yeah. yeah. And then Juan was like, 
Right. Okay. Sure. Because at this point, he did. He noticed, or he wa- he knew how much she wanted so to like, be a mom. So like, to me, it was funny because the month before, we had like literally planned. Let's try to make a baby, and like, you know, you have to like uh, have sex like three times in a week, and blah blah blah, and like do all these things, right? And so like we did all that, and nothing happened. And then a few weeks later, she we're sitting on the sofa uh, on a. Maybe I don't know what day it was. Doesn't matter. But she comes to me. She goes, "You know what? You know, I've been thinking. I, I don't think I'm ready to be a mom. My career's going great. Which was it was almost like she was trying to convince herself that she didn't want to be a mom. And I looked at her and I was like, I don't believe that. In my defense, I do believe that I was conflicted because I did have a lot of opportunities at work that I was potentially limited to kind of continuing to grow and everything unless I made the move to New York or LA unless I you know traveled more and stuff so and I was tempted to want to keep growing as well so how do you it's hard to to choose and say like I'm going to proactively not choose to grow professionally for someone like me that has spent so much time focused on my career and it was such a huge defining part to who I am was etc like it's just hard to be almost like putting that on pause because I'm trying to make something happen that wasn't happening. But when it happened, you were, you were thrilled. Of course. Yeah, no, I mean, sort of. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and it, yeah, I yeah. feel like that conversation where she said, you know what, I don't think I want to have kids. And then us finding out that she had was pregnant, like it feels like a few days only apart, right? I don't know. I think it's a good sign that you guys were at that point where you were discussing having a baby and yeah, you guys were yeah, ready yeah, yeah, and, yeah, of course, of you know, course. the marriage was established and yes, it was, had, I mean, we had you know, according to society guidelines, timeline, it was the time was perfect. The timeline was fine. We had been married for a year and a half, almost two, I think at that point, or two years. I don't remember. I never know how long we've been married, but it hasn't even been that long. <laughs> but we had been married. Four years, Karen. Now. Okay, four years. We had been married already for a while. Like it was good. And we had, we've been together for you know years before that. So when we found out, I mean, I was excited and nervous, frankly. And I think you were, Quan immediately was like, we need to tell the family. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, give me a minute. No, no, no. Because because I have, was going to Australia. And so he was like, we have to tell them before you go. And I'm like, I don't understand how these two things go together. Like, <laughs> but, I, but at the same time, I was like, oh, that's really sweet that he wants to tell the family. And the way we told our parents was... I mean, I, I don't remember any of this, and I, I don't this even understand why that's sweet, but <laughs> you never know what girls are going to think is sweet wow. or not. It's like, <laughs> wow. Seriously? And also how we told the family was super cute. No, how like, we told the family was super cute, yes. Yeah, except the but part where you I just, I just messed up recording I didn't it. Think, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I didn't think that that was sweet. For me, it was just like, I cannot have you go away and me live with this piece of information and like be straight faced with everyone in the family so like can oh, we just let them know so I can okay. be Damn. Damn. that's alle- not sweet alleviated. anymore no it's not sweet <laughs> did not come from a sweet place at all but thanks okay so once Victoria arrived what was the biggest challenges for you guys as a couple maybe there weren't challenges maybe it brought you guys more together yeah the, I mean, the very very beginning right like month one was not that hard on a couple right because for me there was just this adrenaline of like Adrenaline and probably crazy hormones, right? Of like, what a beautiful baby. Like, we you know, made this. She's, this yeah, oh God, we're so yeah. perfect. Oh my God, everything's perfect. I mean, things were hard, but you were still equally met with like this very high level of emotion where we just look at her and cry all the time, you know. Oh, that's so sweet. That is sweet. 
No, it was. No, it is. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I like, think that's sweet. <laughs> Having a kid like bonds you right. Yeah. Instantly, and that very moment when she comes out and she's handed to Karen, and I am crying my eyes out. Like I can't even like this is in the operating room or in the whatever whatever. Karen's, I'm sorry, Karen's <laughs> crying already. <laughs> I mean, at that moment, you're bonded for life forever. So, yeah, I think the very instant when this happens, it's like I'm in awe of what the hell just happened, and I'm in awe of her as a woman. I'm like, my God, she gave me her friendship, and now she gave me all this love, and now she gave me a family, she gave me a kid. This woman is the best, right? And so I think that stays with you, but then, but then reality sets in, right? <laughs> then, it, then it wears out. And I think around month two, three, you're like, oh. Yeah, but I think... No, but it is sweet that even now, two years later, as you reminisce that moment, you still get emotional about oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. life-changing I think it's, moment. Perhaps if you stop and think about it, whenever you do need to think about it, it probably is healthy for you guys to, yeah. you know, feel again all yeah. those emotions that really revisit, are bonding. Revisit, revisit. Yes. yes. I mean, for me, it stayed with me. I kind of keep that in my pocket, right? Because it is a reminder when things are rough because, man, this shit is rough. Yeah. Can I say yeah. shit here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to sound like completely textbook and cliche, whatever, but it is very true that the dynamic of the relationship changes when you have a kid, right? That sounds extremely cliche, but like, there's a lot to unpack in that sentence because mm. there's a lot of situations that create resentment yeah. between the two of us. Because I can point out one. <laughs> you can point I... out several. No, it no, was no, no, about point me. Out one. I have, it I wasn't going to be about you. I love you. It's okay. <laughs> it was going to be about me. So what I was going to say, I love you too. What I was going to say is, imagine that we spend at that point five years together in which Juan was the majority of what I focused on. I only spent time looking at him and whatever we wanted to do together and, and then my job. And my Also to put in perspective for those who don't know you guys, you guys also traveled a lot. You guys yeah. were... Yeah, we like lived. The typical, like, I guess, you know, fun couple. You guys yeah. were a fun couple. Mm. Yeah. And then... We were a fun we were, couple. No, maybe you were. <laughs> this episode is in loving memory of that fun couple that used to do fun Our things. obituary. Um, no, but then... No, you know what I mean. You know, there's certain people that get the transitions not as dramatic, you know? Yeah, because yeah. you either are homebound or your lifestyle is for different. Us, but for you guys, we're we were very both we're very career-oriented. We're mm -hmm. very spontaneous. Yeah. I mean, I could only imagine the change yeah. between that and your new reality. The other shift is I spent all this time focusing on Juan and like always giving him so much of my attention. And then suddenly, I think I was definitely in the first year and change consumed by motherhood to a point where it was all I saw. You know, and Juan was kind of like, I don't want to speak for you, but I felt like I left him on the sidelines a bit in combination with him putting himself on the sidelines because I think it take, it's a double. But it was almost like this dynamic of like me and Victoria and then like Juan ready to assist in whatever. But like we struggled in figuring out a dynamic that kind of made us a team with Victoria. But at the very beginning, that wasn't the issue. But it was later on is when those kinds of things comes happen. Out. At some point, we had the conversation, meaning I was told. But it was helpful. <laughs> I mean that in a good way that she had to take care of Victoria and I had to take care of her, mm. her being Karen, right? Because I think when the baby is out in the real world, your first instinct is this is the most important thing and we have to take care of this fragile little thing. 
And this is very true, but that statement is kind of leaving aside or forgetting a lot of other things. We have to take care of each other. We have to take care of the relationship. We have mm -hmm. to take care of so many things that you really, really, really kind of put away yeah. at that moment. And and you forget to take out. Because life just doesn't leave you time to, oh shit, let's take this out and talk about it. But yeah. as far as like the resentment part, I have an example, a recent example, real life examples, guys. <laughs> so Victoria doesn't sleep terribly. She sleeps pretty well at this point, but she does wake up once a night. And Victoria, at that point when she wakes up and it's like 3.30 in the morning, she starts going, mama, mama, mama. And she wants her mom. And a few times, obviously she wakes up and she ends up having to take that. But a few times I've tried to get up and me be the one who goes. And I think it was just one time that when Victoria was a lot smaller, I, I say a lot smaller as if she's like 27, <laughs> but like <laughs> there's a big difference between like 23, 24 months and yeah. like 13, right? And I remember I went to the room one day and she went, hola, papa. And she was happy to see me. And I fed her and, and we went to sleep and I slept there in the bed. But that was the only time. Every other time, She wants her mom, and if I show up, she starts crying. She's like, no, mama, yeah, she's mama, whatever. So, like, I let that go for a few months. Recently, I said, you know what? Let me try again. It's been a while. Maybe she right. she and I are bonding a lot more now, and she she likes me, and she seeks me out a lot more now. So I'm like, oh, cool. This is, this is great. So I'm going to go. And that shit did not work again. Karen, poor Karen, has to wake up and do all this in the middle of the night. And I've kind of, like, taken the stance of like yeah, there's, there's nothing I can do so your... I just continue sleeping and so a few days ago she had a bad night but I only find out about this at breakfast mm -hmm. like I don't know what happens in them because it's in the other room I'm sleeping whatever she's like and she slamming goes, your breakfast in the table no she's like <laughs> she's like I'm, Here's your coffee. I see her face and I'm like what I was like how was your night and she goes oh. She kept waking up and she had a hard time going to sleep and she was awake for like an hour and <laughs> and she said, you know, she's venting at this point and she goes, and then I hear you from the other room snoring and I'm just like, oh, and now I'm, <laughs> I feel like shit now. I didn't even know I was doing something right. when I was doing something that obviously she's frustrated. And I mean, I but, obviously but just, didn't know you were snoring on purpose, like, oh, no, let me snore. No, of course, but of like, course. But what I'm saying is like, <sighs> now you're like, I wouldn't say it's straight up resentment but it's a lot of frustration with her own situation and I don't take it personal but I'm like but it's just, I, I it's just that you're, you're right because you're tired and because you have put away those other two things let's say of like taking care of your relationship or or making it a point to spend time with each other without the baby and not talk about the baby those things I think lead you to get to a position where you may be triggered more easily. Yeah, I think that's a tough one too, when you try not to make all your conversations about Victoria. Yeah. Right? So Even not just with your husband, I think with any other relationship you have. I feel mm -hmm. like we fall into this trap of just being consumed by discussing or just focusing only on the baby. On the baby. We, oh. we were recently, so Juan found a podcast. He was like, oh, let's listen to this podcast. Because I'm not going to say too much because he doesn't like for me to talk too much, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I censor her. He's censoring time. me. We're in a position now, we're in a, let's say, a season where we almost like woke up and we're like, hey, we need to work on a relationship. Right. I mean, but it's good that you're conscious about it and yeah, that you're yeah. proactive so, so about I, it. I will just preface whatever you're going to say with this example that I just mentioned. There might be like a few of those that accumulate in, in the they... past two years. And there came a point where we were like, you know what? Let's do a date night like once a month or whatever. We started setting some sort of ground rules or whatever for us to 
have time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. So now we're in a season where we're conscious of this and we're trying to work on our relationship and try to make things better. I am a huge believer of like things not just kind of fixing themselves, like when it comes to a relationship or a marriage. Like I have the example of my parents that they have fought hard. Yeah, they put fought work into hard it. and put, put work, work into, the into every single one of these life moments that changes you. You have to find yourself again, find each other again. So I think we're kind of in that phase. And then the other day, after many conversations about this all the time, and now having these like date nights and stuff where you get to almost like rediscover like, Hey, remember, I'm that cool guy with the tattoos and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm a fun chick. I'm not just a mom or whatever. So Juan found this podcast episode that is about, are they like psychologists? Entiende tu mente. It's a... Spotify understand your mind. Stop. <laughs> understand your mind, right? Understand your mind. And so this episode that he was like, well, let's hear this together. I think it's really good, whatever. And I was like, just send me the link. And he's like, no, <laughs> we're going to listen to it together. And it was an episode about what happens in a relationship when you have a child. And there was this one analogy that they used, which I literally started crying when I heard the analogy because it felt, and not in a bad way, it was just so, they, someone finally put what I have felt for so long into like a... Which is what? Into words. Having a kid is like having something constantly cooking on the stove. And you might at times get distracted and walk away and then you realize that se te quemó la comida, right? You're, it could you're, get you're, burned. You're, but then you also realize that you can't just do this all the time and so it's a very kind so of complicated talk, thing yeah they talk about how sometimes like continuing this analogy here but like sometimes it's just simmering and if it's simmering you can go do something else you know or if it's about to boil you really need to focus on it it's this almost like game of like tira y jala like push and push pull, and pull, push yeah. and pull with this thing that is going to be like that forever it's a new constant in your life and when i heard that i was like This is what I have felt because I never feel like I can let go. I never feel like I can just, oh, let me go on a date night and like not even glance at my phone for a single, you know, right. what, because I always have like these things on the stove and like you never know. So, How does the, the physical tiredness of it play a role in it too? Because I could only imagine like if you're physically tired, like you're not going to want to have sex, right? Like at night, you're just like, yeah, you just sleep no. for like, yeah. And you're cranky, I think. Sleep, yeah. sleep deprivation is a motherfucker. Yeah, thing. yeah. That was, that was too harsh. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I take it back. No, sleep deprivation is obviously very hard. I mean, I'm it, just throwing stuff out there, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like kind of guessing. No. Like, what are the specific factors that take a toll directly at There the is the, the huge psychological pivot of becoming a parent and how it, it almost like repositions everything in your life. And you have this whole, it's almost like, well, let me take a second to reprioritize everything I have. And things go into different orders for you and for your couple in different ways. And you may not communicate those things immediately, but you have to at some point kind of reconnect and say, where are you feeling? How are you feeling about this? How are you feeling about that? So that's one. There's the physical exhaustion, which you have, which obviously doesn't help, right? That physical exhaustion can lead, at least in my case, for example, to having less self-care. When you have less self-care, you don't feel so good with yourself and your your body or whatever, which also would be like, 
one less reason to want to even like have sex because you're like, I feel like shit right now. Like, I don't want to, you know, so there's all these different things. If you're not feeling good about yourself physically, if you're not feeling good emotionally, if you are feeling somewhat disconnected from your couple, like all those things are pretty much like a, a really scary cocktail for a relationship. And that's where you have to wake up and say, hold on a second. We love our daughter so much, but for the sake of our daughter, we need to like take time away from the time that we spend with her to dedicate to each other. Well said. <laughs> yeah. And to end on a high note, let's talk about all the good things that Victoria has brought into your life. Oh you my know, gosh. I think yeah. that like the concept of family completely changes for you. Um, I just think, like you said, like that bond, that connection is, I'm sure, strengthened by the day with her. Yeah, um, it's just a very happy life. Yeah. It's very simple. Breakfast is a completely different dynamic because she's at the table. Everything is a different dynamic because she's there. And in a good way, her personality just comes out in everything. Karen is crying again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Sometimes it's just that simple, right? It's just a, it's a happier life. It is. It is. It's it just is. a happier life. It really is. Yeah, she uh, makes us laugh so much all the time. She's the best. And and. I know like we have so much to do now, right? Like we're constantly, there is no time to like really just veg out on the couch and not do anything, which I miss sometimes. I miss so much. I know you do. <laughs> but I also am excited about like, I don't know, like the other day we randomly went to like a farm that we found out was in our neighborhood and like there were just animals there and, and she was so excited and like to get to see life through your child. It's beautiful. Like, I don't know, we'll be walking in the neighborhood and she's like, wow, an airplane. And it's like, man, a thousand airplanes go by and I never give a crap. But now I'm like, yeah. look, mama, an airplane. And it's it's very simple, but very beautiful. How about the love for each other? Like when do you see Juan with Victoria, do you melt? And do you when you see Karen with Victoria, is it a different type of admiration and love? Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, I just... I just this is your time to say yes. No, no, 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. It's a different side. I didn't know that side to him. I had never seen that side to him. And he's very funny and and, and goofy and making her laugh. And she she's really into it. And it's fun. Karen, I mean, I think I said this in the, the first time I was here. She just does so many things for Victoria that I'm just like... I would never remember that all those things are needed in order for this girl to be as healthy and happy as she is. And it's, it's really all credit to her. I'm just here like, I'm the guy who's just like, what do you need me to do? Because I don't even know the half of it. And I say that with a, un poco de vergüenza, with a little bit of embarrassment. But to me, it's really about the simple moments that she was talking about, like the airplane or whatever. Simple things like every morning, obviously, Victoria and Karen in Victoria's bed, because of what we were talking about earlier, they wake up 99% of the times before me. And Victoria comes over and she's like, Hola, papá, es hora de despertarse, you know, it's time to wake up. And, and <laughs> Victoria, the adult. <laughs> like, I open my eyes and I see this, this little kid with crazy hair and she's smiling at me. And that to me is like amazing. It makes me so happy. It's like so nice. And I lift her up and I am not a morning person, and Victoria is the one thing that has made my mornings happy and active, really. To me, that's like one of my favorite moments of every single day. And every time when the when Miriam, the nanny, fucking she's awesome, she leaves at 6 p.m., 
there's that stretch of time until like nine o'clock where we both have to really be hands-on because she's a handful and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, like any kid, I guess. But we go for walks. We take a walk in the neighborhood and it's just a walk in your neighborhood. To me, it's one of the things that I love doing the most because it's the perfect time of the day and all that. And it, the setup is already nice, even if you don't have a kid. But when you're with your kid and now, before we used to take her in a stroller, now we walk. Like she literally is walking and you're running after her. And she's like, she's mesmerized by like the lizards and the flowers. And it's it's so happy to see her happy. You know, it makes you happy. This sounds like extremely simple, but I think anybody who is going through this can relate. It's really the, the little, simple, simplest things in life that make this to me like, this is worth every hour of sleep that I have lost in the last two years. I have aged terribly in the last two years. I see myself in the mirror and, and it's like, I look like shit. No, but you, like, don't. you don't look like shit. You know, well, I still look a lot better, guys. Let's just say that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, so Juan was like, uh, what is this phrase in Spanish? Un come años or something? Yeah. He's like, doesn't look his age. Yeah, yeah and always don't, looks... Don't act my age either. That, yeah, also yeah. that, yes. But then like, real, real, like Victoria was born and it was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I remember sending a picture to my friends and one of them wrote, he goes, damn Juan, <laughs> te pasó un camión por encima. <laughs> so you got run over by a truck. <laughs> And I thought, damn, what a dick. But also I laughed because I was like, he's so right. I feel like I got run over by a truck. But anyway, happy birthday to Victoria. Yeah. I know happy you're excited. Birthday, you're planning Victoria. a little birthday party for her. So yes, with be horses. Nice. Because she loves horses. So we have ponies coming just for her. <laughs> There's like no children, but... Do you feel like this is a... I mean, Ford is now what? He's going to be one. He's going to be one. Like, how is this for you on your side? Are you like, oh my God, there's all this stuff coming? Do yeah, you anticipate yeah. We're actually going to do this? a whole episode on Ford and my year as a mom. Yes, yeah. next so week. So we'll do that next week. Yeah, next but week. But thank you guys for opening up, for making us laugh and cry like always. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to fight in the car now. Uh, <laughs> why did you say that? <laughs> but that, we're not going to put that on the podcast. No, 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 no. No, but it was good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And happy birthday, Victoria. Happy birthday, happy Victoria. Birthday. And happy Feliz cumple. birthday to you guys, too, in yes. a way, happy, right? Happy two years of parenting. Happy two years happy, of hey, parenting. You, you've been, you're doing great. You're doing oh, great. Thank Keep you. it up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you.